Hello there. It's Thursday. And it's, it's Thursday. That's not how the song goes. You remember I've been trying to make up songs. Anyway, <laughs> I feel like starting today's episode with a hymnal from the great Badu, which said, and I'm not a singer, so don't judge me. <clears throat> Sing along if you know the words. Bag lady, you go hurt your back. Dragging all them bags like that. <laughs> that was a very thank you, thank you. That was a pretty good impression. I guess nobody ever sold you. <laughs> all you were sold on to is you, is you, oh, yes, you do. Okay, so if you know the rest of the song, okay, what mm -hmm. were the directives that Erica gave us? Mm -hmm. Okay, one day, all them bags come make you miss. I hear you. Choir one day, all in bags, don't get in your way. And then was the what was the directive? What did Badu tell us to do? Because she's a teacher, like Lauren Hill is a teacher in the records. She told us to pack light, okay? Anyway, get Erica streams up, okay? Go right now. After you finish watching this, go listen to the song. It's gonna minister. To you. Get Erica's streams up. It's gonna minister to you in a different way. Anyway, if that song is not a dead giveaway about some of the things that we're gonna be talking about today, I don't know what it is. Maybe you do need to go listen to the song and then come back so you have some context. Anyway, we're gonna be talking about unpacking today. How do you pack light? Erica told us to pack light, but how do you do it? Okay, that's what we're gonna be talking about. So if that sounds like something you're interested in for you or somebody you know, okay, because you know how we do it. Stick around, this episode is for you. Hi, I'm Pam Williams, a mother. And I'm Jessica E. Williams, a daughter. And this is A Mother and a Daughter Truthful Chat, where we discuss our 35-year multi-layered relationship. We've been through so many ups and downs. Not only are we family, but we're business partners in the high-stress world of event planning and production for short films. We've also shared the same therapist for over 10 years. What some people call codependence, we call collaboration. So join us as we share stories from our lives, have candid conversations with other mother-daughter duos, and shed light on the roller coaster ride of being a woman while raising a woman. Well, hello there. And welcome to Truthful Chats, if you don't know how we do. We actually are drinking uh, warm things today, even though it's mad hot, uh, but anyway. It felt like a tea afternoon. It does, I'm on my uh, Gemini swag, shout out to the Gemini's. Um, <clears throat> Leo's. a nice mix too. It is. Lemon, ginger, and, and turmeric. Shout out to the Leo's, it's y'all season, Virgos, y'all love. I was supposed to be a Virgo, so I don't know what that means. Anyway, welcome to Truthful Chats. Uh, if you're just joining us, welcome. If you've been joining us, all this time. Welcome back. You know you like that. Shout out to Mason. Love you. <laughs> All the bad boy camp. Anyway, Truffle Chats is where we uh, do the ongoing practice of creating generational wellness. If you have never heard of creating generational wellness at all, you're like, what do that mean? Um, just look below this video, wherever you're watching this. There's a description somewhere. Uh, and here at the Create Generational Wellness channel headquarters, whatever you want to call it that sounds fancy um we uh use our triple chat time to unpack a theme of the month and uh we got a new theme every month and it's august okay august and august shout out to bcc anyway it's august and uh the word is unpack if you hadn't gathered that already uh and today's episode is unpack your baggage as the psalmist badu wants it Ooh, 
fun though. Oh, listen, we're in deep waters here. If you've been rocking with us, we are 31 whole episodes in, which I just want to clap it up for that, okay? 31 episodes in. Y'all don't understand. Consistency is the only cheat code. Shout out to Dave Shans and all them. Y'all told us that and we've been trying to be consistent, okay? I got some things to catch up on in the back end, but we've been here every week. Every consistent since January. Okay, so I just want to big us up in that. Anyway, so we're talking about unpacking your baggage today. Don't be scared. We're just going to discuss some things. We're going to talk about our lives, okay? We're not going to unpack some of our baggage. We're not going to um, dump all y'all not sure uh, from ourselves. So take it away, Pam. All right. Start so, us off. <clears throat> unpack, unpacking, Pack, quote, is a concept that has gained a lot of popularity in professional psych, uh, psychology terms, but also in what they call urban Slang. I hate urban slang. Okay. What it means is it's stuff that it's vocabulary white people don't use. Okay. It's the stuff for the colors. Okay. But it I I think we had it first and then we definitely had it moves it over. But anyway, culture. So unpack. What does it mean? It refers to scrutinizing something, deeply analyzing it, digging deeper, take a taking a deeper dive into whatever it is you're talking about. Because there's always a surface level, but then if you start to unpack things a little bit, you get down. Deep calls out to deep. Deep. Deeper. All right. So the term has found its way into popular culture. You can hear people talking about unpacking the scriptures, unpacking a song, unpacking uh, a conversation, a dialogue. It just means that we're going to critically think about it and we're going to open the dialogue up and, um, you know, try to see what we can figure out. So in the realm of psychology, it really is a vital tool for personal development and personal growth, self-awareness. Yes. Very important. So if you're going to be well, you gotta, gotta be bad, gotta be bold, gotta be wise. You are all on the songs today. Gotta tough, gotta desert, you great. gotta, you gotta anyway. unpack some things to get to the point where you're well and you're whole. And so, um, some of the most important implications about that are, like we said, um, improving self awareness, having healthier connections, um, mm-hmm. being willing to look at your emotions and see what's really going on. Mm-hmm. Healing your relationships because your emotions are affecting those relationships, and you know they can be bad. Every level, and they can be good, but it all again depends on if you're willing to be self-aware, take a look at it, see what's going on, why heal some trauma. You know, we all got certain kinds of trauma that we carry around, whether we acknowledge it or not. You know how y'all be talking about. That triggered me. Well, it's triggered you because you have a trauma around a certain situation. So let's talk about self-awareness first. And we've talked about this a lot because we really believe it's really Go back to the other episodes you said every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Increased self-awareness enables you to make more conscious, smart, hopefully, choices. Hopefully smart. And decisions. Um, You break unhealthy patterns of stuff you've been doing over and over again. And you keep wondering, why is this happening? Why did that go like that? (laughs) Turn left, turn right here. And I should have gone left. I should have gone right. But you went down the wrong fork yet again because you're not being self-aware. And once you kind of get all this kind of settled in your soul, um, 
they can't break yourself. And you have a strong sense of identity <laughs> and you're you able to know, yes, I'm gonna do that. No, I'm not gonna do that. And this is why. And um, and that's really important for your life. Yes. You won't break my soul. <laughs> I'm telling everybody. <laughs> so how do you develop this uh, better interpersonal relationships? And why should you even care? Like some people are always like, I'm have- good. I'm good. I'm I'm over here. I'm doing me. I'm doing that. But I'm an old Barbara Streisand fan. And she had a song that said people who need people are the luckiest people in the world. And I don't care if you're in my generation or over here in the other one, you got we have tribes and we have clicks. Shout out you to have, Jadena. Yeah, yeah, ain't nobody on my click. Who are your people? Who really, are your people? Is what we ask. Who, Who are, are your people? people? And how do you relate to your people? And how does that impact and infect your life? Because some of y'all know you get to a certain point in a relationship and it just falls apart. Like it goes left, and you wonder what happened. What happened? Like you know, you meet those people say, "I can't keep any friends. I don't have friends. Whatever." And it's like. Well, let's kind of unpack that a little bit so that we can see where the situation might have some opportunities for growth and change. So your interpersonal skills are really essential because you got to use them everywhere you go, every day. You go to grocery can you store. unpack interpersonal skills? So I feel like that's a very corporate Interpersonal term skills are how you relate and react to other people, whoever it is, your friends, your family, whatever. You have to have a particular skill set to be able to deal with people every day without getting into fights, without getting into offenses, your feelings being hurt, all that. Like, how do you get up every day and be with the people in your house? Sometimes you can't be mad at everybody. You know, exhausting. You're tired, and nobody wants to be around anybody that's mad at everybody all the time or having a hard time. Conversating as y'all like conversating. Converse. Um, just converse. Want we just be you when you know the correct one, you can do the incorrect one. That's right. all we're trying to say. But if you can't get along with anybody, um, or you have trouble, your you interpersonal know, skills are sorely lacking. Yeah, you're you need some developing. Need some work on your interpersonal yes. skills. So a big part of that is understanding your own emotions and your own reactions. What makes you go off? Why do you go off? Triggers. Where does that come from? Can you communicate your needs? Um, do you know your boundaries? Can you do you know your own boundaries well enough to be able to communicate them to someone else? When you need to, it does need to be all the time. Yeah, but if you have it on the inside, again, you have a sense of identity. You have a sense of self worth. You have a sense of um, don't cross that line with me. I'm not going to cross that line with you. To be played with. (laughs) And Uh all of that is part of interpersonal skills. Because you don't want to be a doormat either. You don't want people just walking all over you because you can't stand up. Yeah, the flip side of you going off all the time is people walking all over you all the time. So again, that is an interpersonal skill development area. And part of that, again, is balance. (laughs) balance and empathizing with others and empathizing with yourself right we talk about it every week yep we talk about empathy a lot because it's really really important it's that kind of walk a mile in my shoes golden rule all kind of stuff that we learned when we were younger that's cute but as you get older it becomes harder to empathize with people particularly 
if they um, are different from you or they get on your nerves. Um, my mama don't like you and she likes everybody. <laughs> I'm praying for y'all. This it seems like every couple of years that situation comes back around in an unhealthy form. Anyway, um, since we're on the empathy tip, that's actually why I like stories and why I feel like I'm so drawn to storytelling, whether it be theater, film, music, people just telling their stories. I think when you know people's stories, their background, their history, you say it all the time, it's context around why a person is acting like that or doing that thing. Like it makes sense. You might not agree with them, okay, which we're going to further talk about, but at least you have a context around why they acting the way they acting or doing the things that they're doing or saying what they're saying or involved with whoever they involved with. Um, and that's all a part of empathy and developing empathetic connections because that's key because it helps you build more meaningful relationships, um, have, have deeper connections with people. So let's briefly talk about uh, some of those places where we can find spaces to be empath empathetic, I should say. Uh, number one, friends, you should have them. They're good to have. If you don't have no friends, probably oh. you. Or you just, maybe you didn't develop very good interpersonal skills. It maybe we can help you with that. So um, friends are good just because you need people to understand you that are not people that birthed you or people you share a gene pool with. Um, you know, your friends should understand you. You should understand them. Y'all should be able to conversate, have, conversations. have have great conversations about whatever level of conversation y'all can have. not have conversations. That's Sometimes true. Some a really friends, good friend, if you can you sit, can in, silence sit in, silence in silence with somebody, that's like golden. golden. And not many people can do golden. That. I have at least two people I can think off the top of my head that I can do that with. And I love them for it. Like explanatory things don't need to be explained. Sometimes you just can sit in each other's presence and that's en enough. You don't yep. need all the words, all the words, all the verbal bombing. Okay. Um, hopefully your friendships represent uh, different aspects of your personality. Yeah. Like if all your friends are the same, that's very bland, very Stepford wifeish. Like if everybody is the same, um, I feel like that's a reflection. You on need diversity, equity, and inclusion, inclusion in your, in your friendships. friendships. Like I feel like that means that you're a very bland person if everybody is just the same. We might have similarities, but like everybody should have personal flair and flavor. Um, and all of your friends, y'all need to connect about the same things. You know what I mean? Like, you know, some people have like groups of friends for certain things, like you're hiking. You know them, Yeah. Or, you know, people, y'all go antiquing. I don't know why I thought about that. That just feels like a very random thing. But like, yeah, I love thrift, see what I'm saying? Thrift store people. Like you know what I mean? I'm a concert junkie. So like me and one of my best friends, shout out to Corinne, shout out to Jasmine. Okay. Girls for life. Woo -woo. Um, we go to con we've been going to concerts since we first met when we was 14. Like that's like our thing that we do is we go to concerts. So like you might have friends that y'all are all into different things, but y'all connect. Yeah, y'all go to concerts, connect. but you go to museums. You go we to also do, yeah. do go to museums. So now that we're have a refined palette. Um yeah, we go to museums. <laughs> we do all kinds of things. Um and the thing I would say, and I could attest to this personally, because I've had various seasons of friendships mm -hmm. and i love all i love all my friends at that time but i think as i was older um my friend me and my friend might have a good relationship but if i put that friend with other friends the full ecosystem didn't come together we didn't voltron like we needed to voltron you know what i'm saying it was like somebody was out the group um Whew. and 
it was uncomfortable. And I really don't think that it was me. I think I was in that stage where you, we all are when we're growing up, where we try to people please and like make it people like each other. And that's just not a thing. So I think um, I've gotten more keen about like, you're not on a level or y'all not vibing or y'all just don't connect. And that's fine. We can agree to disagree. But I also have had the experience of where I could be in a room with my friends and all my friends are friends with each other. You know what I mean? Like they all start talking to each other. Like we all met in different spaces. Like this might be my friend from high school versus my friend I met in production versus my friend I met doing theater. And they all are cool because I do my best, I hope, to try to be authentically myself wherever I go. Therefore, I attract a certain type of person. And then when they all get together, we Voltron right. Okay. We become the mighty Morphin Power Ranger. We get to do our thing. So um, friendships are important. Okay. Colleagues is the next thing. Listen, people be working. You got to go to work and you may or may not like everybody that you work with. We've all been in that situation or scenario uh, where, you know, you might agree to disagree. We all got to get this project done, though. We're all a team, you know, on August 14th when the project is due, you know, we got a Voltron again. We got to come together. Now, how we get to that might be different, but let's respect each other's opinions, agree to disagree. Um, I've been listening to B2K this week. I'm a B2K child. They raised me, okay? We grew up together. I cannot for the life of me figure out how they were selling out arena tours 20 years later, but they can't figure out how to get back into the studio. They just can't do it. I said, y'all are coming from a very privileged place. And I understand it's, it's about art, right? We making music together. So we gotta be in a particular space, but we've all created things with people we don't like. Just get the money, just get the bag, give the people the music. Y'all could be fine, but I understand. Respect the boundaries. Respect the boundaries. Empathize with each other. Empathize. Y'all ain't all got to be friends, okay? But B2K just understand where everybody's coming from. Y'all can be colleagues. Y'all ain't got to be friends. Y'all ain't got to be boys for life, okay? The song was a miss, but whatever. Anyway, I'm praying for y'all. I love everybody. Get it together. Y'all missing the bag. It's really unfortunate. Every time I listen to a record, I'm like, Dang, I wish they could figure it out. Come come over here. We're getting some interpersonal skills. Great generational wellness. That would be a great claim to fame. If I got B2K back together, I'll, I'll do it. Anyway, cool. um, family members is the next uh, dynamic. And I guess we could intimately talk about that. But just because you share genetics and a gene pool and the face of people in their eyes and nose and mouth, don't mean y'all going to be the same people. You're not going to have the same values, Absolutely opinions. Shared experiences, whatever the things are, um, but you still have to be empathetic with the people in your family because y'all are all humans trying to figure out how to hopefully be one unit or do things together or not kill each other at the very least. So empathy helps you be able to try to do that. And I must say, I think children to are having their own values, opinions, and beliefs much younger. Oh, for sure, because they have the internet. Yeah, they have. I'm mean, like, they taking in more opinions. So many ways to uh, form an opinion earlier, and, and um, so again, just because your child is a child, it doesn't mean you don't empathize with their feelings. You can understand or try to understand their point of how view. they got to that point of view. You may not agree with it. It may not be allowed in your household or whatever. Don't you be know. kicking your babies out. Though. I'm it's not saying that. kick them out, but you may have certain rules because sometimes people do that don't agree and, you know, you, you have to figure it out. But again, they should be respectful of your position. You should you should give them a certain amount of respect to at least hear what it is they're thinking and saying. And I know that is not a black people trope necessarily because 
slavery trauma? You know, we grew up in like, who told you you had an opinion or had a right to opinion? You don't pay no bills. You don't do this. You don't do that, whatever. But it doesn't negate the fact that they are a person. It's still a human that you're raising. So. You know, we talked about personhood last week. They're a person, person. And so they are entitled to have an opinion. And as a good parent, um, it behooves you to try to listen and understand really and help girl. them. Um, as a good parent. And help yeah. them make good as decisions. A as a growing, uh, evolving, learning parent. Okay, they don't give well, y'all no We're going to talk about my issues in just a But minute. I will also Go say, ahead. too, like me and Pam have definitely agreed to disagree on some things, but I felt like I was never disrespectful of the home, right? Like I wasn't doing things like some people that I know, you know what I mean? I was, we can agree to disagree, but I don't feel like I, do you feel like I was ever disrespectful of the house? Like I'm no. like, if y'all, I'm gonna do what I want. Like I, I've never been that clear. Other than you came with me, but go on. You came with me, that's that's real, okay? Oh you came God. with me, that's no. the thing, okay? And I got that from Kim on stage. Anyway, next um level of empathy, level of relationship is romantic partnerships, okay? Um. Hmm. I'm not going to step on your toes too much. Y'all know I don't really be playing in this playground, but I will offer my two cents, okay? Um, you know, I think people are in, <laughs> in, in relationships. First of all, let me say this. Some of y'all are not friends first. In okay? your relationship, in which your is relationship. really important. You see said person they a baddie, they fine, whatever. Y'all start talking, however you do what you do. So there's no real foundation. And you skip some steps. There's no real foundation. In developing okay? a relationship. And you, you have a situation. And you got to know where you at. If you're in a situation, if you in love and touch, if you got a rotation, if you just got a roster you building, that's where you at. We're not saying you can't do it. I'm nobody's judge, jury, executioner. I don't have no heaven to hell to put you in. I really don't care. Okay? Be safe. Okay, and communicate with people. That's all I would say on that. However, if some of y'all are out here trying to look for long-term partnerships, and you are friends with people, your friendship friendship expectations are very different than your romantic partner expectations. So, which is weird a little bit. When you be making the switch, things get a happens. little bad. So, all we're saying is have empathy for the switch over and the changeover, and don't just think because you're in a relationship with somebody that they all of a sudden can be reading your mind. Um, any more so than they did when you was friends. Okay, so just communicate. Have empathy for the person. I know, you know, it be all honeymoon phase and then people be getting on y'all nerves. This is this why I will say, I do know for those of y'all who are my man, my man, my man, I can always tell because y'all Instagram page be fully, fully lit of a couple's pictures. <laughs> and then I look up and this dude done Homer Simpson uh, into the hedges. So I'm just saying, we can tell, okay? We're with you in spirit. We don't say nothing. We'd be like, okay, well, I guess that's not a thing, okay? But we know. So all I'm saying is just have grace, empathy for uh, your friends, your colleagues, okay? And have empathy your, your for them as a person. As your family man, members, your romantic partners. Have, have in the, the romantic relationship, try to have empathy for the person as that person, as a male human being or if as a female human being have empathy for that versus this is what they're supposed to be doing if they're in a relationship with me you don't know all that person's 
You should. We saw that. Remember that short film we saw about baggage where the people came to the oh, first it's called, date? Um, Taste. And it is from Black and Sexy TV. I think it's on a couple of. No, not Taste. Baggage, the one where they came with oh, the suitcase. That was another one, too. Yeah, it was pretty cool, but it was a short Check film. Check your film physical circle. Where the people came with their whole baggage bag. and taste. That's literally the two films. Yeah. It. But baggage was about them bringing uh, their actual literal bags to the restaurant. To the restaurant. And on the first date, they kind of unpacked like all these things that were traumatic for them as they were trying to develop this relationship. Um, you might not want to do that on the first date or whatever. It was a movie and it was great. And I appreciated what they were trying to say. But the message. But the message of you're trying to be in a relationship with a person that has a whole lot of stuff over here a and lot you of got a whole lot of stuff over here. And then you don't, you want it to fit what you need for the relationship, but you're not being empathetic to what they need because of what they've been through. I give you credit for this. And you also might not be communicating it, but go ahead. Yeah, clearly. I give you credit, though, for the fact that you um, have a lot of male friends that you have conversations with about relationships. And so that informs um, informs like the conversations that you then have with your girlfriends about. I do. I try to translate. I try to translate like, across Let the me sentence. tell you what the dudes are saying. I try to translate. And then you try to tell your dude friends let me tell you what the girls are saying why i feel like you're not having a connection with this part because the modern man this is how men woman. think and this is how women think so you do a good job of that so i'm believing god that whenever you get your Pam partner, trying to put me in the streets she's trying um, to have me for the streets I'm whenever whenever you meet that person you're gonna be ahead of the game because you've been i hope so because i've know, been doing, doing the work. my personal work okay and i think that's the thing we don't talk about enough like doing this kind of work we're not just talking about being at the gym and being fine and all of the all that stuff interpersonal work personal healing all the things we always be talking about is how if you don't know the other person can't know ain't nobody know mind readers mm -hmm. we're not jumping in inside of each other's psyches and memories or whatever so if you don't have the skills the language i hope i'll be able to articulate myself well i hope People know I'm not to be played with, I'm not to be tried. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, but I've also been doing the work to make sure that that's the thing. Um, so I've, and the work is, thank God, been able to avoid a lot of pitfalls and craziness because I set that boundary for myself and that parameter for myself. So, yeah, it is what it is. Um, Empathy, people. So, Empathy. listen, if you know us or if you've joined us before, you know that we are, um, really big on therapy we've talked about our multiple years of therapy double digits the for intro. both of us um probably i've probably been in therapy maybe you started when you were 15. so maybe 15 14. um shout out to our therapist Tremaine walker and we've had multiple therapists but anyway uh <clears throat> it was really helpful for us in unpacking family patterns. I don't think if we hadn't been to therapy, we'd be able, we would not be able to do this podcast. We wouldn't be able to. And honestly, for my friends that I have, I call myself like the resident therapist. I'm the friend, but I'm the therapist. Like people call me after they've done, they thought this or whatever they're going to do. And they'd be like, Jess, can I ask you something? Or like, let me talk to you about this. I become the resident like therapist in my friend group just because I've been so disciplined about Therapy. So once it's a skill, it's a skill you can use for for anything right, yeah. and everything. Honestly, yeah, I use it at work. I use it all the time. Like that's, I just use it all the time. But I developed it because of therapy for yeah. sure. 
So we're going to be a little transparent today. Transparency time. Open book. We're going to talk to you guys about a little bit of our self-awareness journey and discovering and how we started to unpack some things that um, changed our family dynamic um, or could have had a really detrimental effect on our family dynamic. So I'll go first. Cliff notes, please. Uh, I'm going to try to go fast. So I don't know when I first started to realize this, but I had some beliefs, patterns, habits, et cetera, um, that made me think I was pretty much always right. Like, uh, don't say what you're going to say. Don't say what you're going to say. I I struggle with it. It is a constant struggle for me. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, And I know that's crazy. And I don't know how exactly it started. But I know from the time I was very little, uh, I, I liked a certain... I liked things a certain way. I liked them in a certain order. Um, Can I just say this though? It's a family pattern because my aunties are the same way. Like, yeah, my aunties, it's our family. Because it's definitely an Allen women family dynamic. They all be like, boom, 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 boom. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. They're very. That's them. But go ahead. So I think it is because our mother was very strategic, very no nonsense, very straightforward. Always about the plan. How are we going to get from point A to point B? That's a whole nother thing to unpack because my mother was a mother very young. She started being a mother when she was 14 and she had six kids before she was 30. So she had to have a plan. It couldn't be about how I feel. Yeah, my dad was a pastor. She had to make sure people didn't abuse them because they were the pa- they were the pastor's kids. It was just a whole lot of dynamics. So she was fierce. She was a warrior. She didn't play. She didn't want to play. She didn't want to talk about playing. Not play That's where I get it from. <laughs> no, no, Why you acting like it? I get it from. She and was. I never even met my grandmother. Okay, but that's so, where I get it from. She was always about her favorite. I remember at her funeral, one of the things that my sister said about her was she always moved with dispatch. Do you know what that means? She moved with like with that. dispatch. She was like, where are we going? Why are we going? How are we going to get there? How quickly can we get there? How was the best way to get there? So that's the way I grew up. And that's the way that I kind of thought about things. And so, you know, I was born in Texas. We moved to Detroit when I was two years old. My dad was a pastor. You know, involved with Dr. King, we were the preacher's kid, kind of middle class, growing up in Motown, wanted to be a Supreme, a Vandella, whatever. But it was Detroit in the 60s when people were making money from working at the factory. Um, There was a lot of, you know, middle class people because there were good jobs in Detroit and people had moved from the South. Great migration. Great migration. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, that was kind of how I grew up. So. There were things that you did, you didn't do. There were appropriate things. You had to be appropriate at church. You had to as be appropriate here. You, you know, just it was the whole game. Of, this is what we did between 1955 and 1970, right? Um, so there was that sort of, uh, um, what do they call it? Political. Um, mm, no, that too. Evolution. But res- respectability. Yeah, oh, so that um, huge respectability. Yeah, uh, respectability politics. politics. We had all of that going on. So again, that was how you get layers and layers of we gotta get this right, we gotta do this this way, we gotta do, you know, so forth and so on. So um that was kind of how I was living my life, even as a teenager. Um 
And so then with a, with a double life though, but you know what I mean? Not yet. So oh, then okay. we kind of get to oh maybe a little Sheet iron, but I, oh yeah I forgot about that <laughs> what you're trying to talk about but anyway I'm just saying that all of a sudden all this control all this respectability all this order all these things out the window popped out the window because my mom died two days before my high school graduation and it was devastating and people tell you all the time you want to talk about trauma that is a traumatic thing in a person's life that affects their whole life to lose a parent to lose a parent very young all of those things unexpected so loss. unexpected loss so anyway i sort of you know went a little crazy but quietly crazy and started doing kind of Crazy it things. was a hot girl, baby boomer, hot girl summer, okay? Which turned into the baby boomer, hot, hot girl, girl decade. decade. But okay. anyway, it was Storks. crazy for a while. I'm not going to lie. It was crazy. But underneath it all, I had this driving desire to make sure that things did not get out of control. And I thought that's what I was doing, <laughs> Even right? they was out of control. They were so out of control. But <laughs> in my mind, I was lying. Again, this is why self-awareness is important. Because you're telling yourself, I got this. I got this online. I got, but meanwhile, everything is going like crazy in your life. So fast forward, fast forward to moving to New York, you know, going, I moved to New York in 1977 and was wild and crazy and single in New York for it was sex in the 10 or 15 years, right? Um, and then, um, but it was also friend. I mean, living single. Of course it was. It was, it was. it was living single. Girl, it was like, living single more like so than it was sex in the city. But anyway. Um, you see all that respectability politics? It's the truth. It's, that's not, I'm not, I'm not being funny. That's the truth. Okay. But Let's so anyway, you know, I got married in 1985. Jessica was born in 1987. So 10 years of New York, however I wanted it. And then now all of a sudden I have a husband, I have a child. And I'm still trying to control everything and make sure everybody does everything exactly the way that I think it should be done, which doesn't work. Because like I said, you got another person and they have their whole life and they brought their whole bags into marriage. And so now you got to kind of figure out. And, and I didn't bring no bags. Y'all gave me bags. <laughs> empathize and try to figure out bags. how are you going to put this life together with this person? And then, of course, I have the trauma and trigger of not having had the mother and daughter relationship that I wanted to have from 17 on and trying to figure out how can I make this mother and daughter relationship different and what that looks like and what do I need to do to uh, make it better. I'll never forget a woman at my church told me when I first moved out here, she Just said, life. Yep, so she said if you don't deal with all your issues and your traumas, you're going to pass them down to your daughter. And that was devastatingly scary to me. So I started doing all the things, reading all the books, all the self-discovery, praying, fasting, going to therapy, all of it, all of it to try to get to a point where we could have a healthy relationship. And some of it was good, healthy-ish. And some of, some of it I got right and some of it I really got wrong but she'll tell you more about that maybe so Pam is control i think for me and listening to the story in uh retrospect hindsight in the present i don't know what the words are yeah i i think i didn't know that's what she was doing so this was like what you said 96 she was doing this 97 when you started 
what therapy? therapy? Yeah. Yeah. And our therapist was black. We just having this conversation, which I find very interesting. You know, we was doing some other things in 96. Uh, anyway, I think for me, if hers is control, mine is perfectionism and criticism, uh, which I think I deal with as a result of having a mother that's very controlling. I think even now, can be controlling. I'm not gonna say she's always controlling, can be controlling. Um, even now, most of the arguments and flare-ups that we have are about that. Like, yes, girl, in your mind, that made sense. But in my mind, in the way that I'm wired, I need you to have empathy and compassion for the fact that I didn't see it like that. So I think being a millennial, you know, we are all, we're baby boomer parents. We're mm. all, um, we don't give up. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we. <laughs> We grew up very hip hop. We grew up very zero. Break the system, right? Zero, zero, zero. Do you know what I'm saying? But we came out of like the 60s, the 70s. Everybody was kind of high and doing stuff in the 80s. But like, you know, we had Reaganomics. We just a very ragtag, rough and tumble bunch. You know what I'm saying? It could be whatever. You know what I mean? So I think that. there is definitely that spirit that I have of not caring, but I also grew up in the church where everybody really cares a lot, right? So she is a PK. I am the grandchild of a pastor. So I'm a PK's kid. I don't know. But that pressure to always be on, perform, what is God going to think of you, all of that extra stuff sort of be messing with your head sometimes. So I think that... Um, having sort of that dichotomy. That's why we get like, we righteous and we ratchet, right? Like we just, we don't care. Like we'd be like, if it's one thing in this arena, it's this and this thing. And I could be both things at once. And I don't really care what you think about it. Like we're not a respectability politics generation. Like we'd be like, it is what it is. It happened today. You wanted it to post is. something on your story. Now. And I still want to post Please it. Please don't post that on your story. Because and who are we pretending for? I, I, didn't, I didn't post it on my story, but who are we pretending for? I don't know if she's going to post it or not. But who are we pretending I'm for? I'm she does it. But that's me again. Why? You know? If you're so. offended, look away. You ain't got to look over here. You ain't got to be over here with us. <laughs> if it's not for you, there's a plethora of other things. Okay. Oh. So anyway, I think that, um, and I don't necessarily have any specific examples, but always feeling that pressure of like, like Pam, I'll give you an example. Like Pam used to be like, there was a time she was on a secular music. Like you're not supposed to be listening to no secular music. Now you know me now. I am an R&B kid. You can't tell me I can't not listen to the R&Bs. It'll kill me. I didn't tell you that. That was your youth pastor more than me. No girl, you were supportive of it, but you was over the group. So I don't know what you were saying. Anyway, it was a lot of like, be separate, be apart from the world, right? But what it did was I just started, I'm a Gemini, so I started balancing things. So I would be like, okay, I'm not gonna listen here, you know, for a week or whatever. And then I'll end up right back where I started. So there's always this balance. But instead of me trying to fight and war against that all the time, I was just like, eventually this is all me because I can't be perfect for you people all the time. I can't, I can't do it. And I think that was a lot of what I came to uh, in therapy is that her need to control is her need to control, but she ain't gonna control me all the time. And it was very hard to get to that, especially because like, even though we are a rough tag, rough, rough and tumble, you know, group as millennials, we really do care. Like we really are people pleasers and we really want, you know, our parents approval and things of that nature. You have some of them kids that just be, they super rebellious and they just go off. But for the most part, most of us are like, we really care. Um, but we also have to find the balance of 
we care and we respect you and we love you, but we also got to be true to ourselves. And if we can't be true to ourselves, because it's going to grind your gears or whatever, like, then I got to I gotta choose me. Okay. Uh, shout out to Tamia. Me. I got to choose me. I got to go with me. Okay. And so what therapy taught me was. Kendrick I Lamar, I choose me. I'm sorry. I don't have to control it. Like, if I tell you. But old habits die hard. Listen, but I, you know I'm doing so much better. But if I tell you, like, my shoulders used to be like this all the time, and now they're like this. And the pandemic helped, too. I'm not going to lie. Like, when you have, when you. And me being like, girl, who cares? Like, let it, whatever. Like, why are you wilding about this? Every day I got to say about something. About something. About something. A little bit. But as you can see, hopefully you can see how our family dynamic and us being able to look at. Me being able to look at my control issues, her being able to look at her perfectionism and the criticism thing, which I probably cost a lot with all my for control sure. stuff. So she made a movie about it. She'll tell you all about it. Want a song, want to hear it, here it goes. I was very but, nice in that movie, by the way. Huh? I think I was very nice in that movie. You were. I wasn't you were. too accusatory. And, because it's not just her. I think that's the other thing, too, where criticism is like, as a person, A, who struggled with depression, but also insecurity, low self-esteem and doubt, right? It's like if you are telling yourself a whole bunch of stuff and then other people are confirming it, and it could be in those groups you talk about empathizing, right, with, right? So whether it's your friends, your colleagues, your family members, or romantic partners or whoever else, if they're confirming those things, then it all starts to feel like too much, right? And it all feels like confirmation of you're a horrible, terrible person, right? But I think that therapy was a good place to combat those voices and talk to those things of like, okay, well, let's pinpoint that. Like, where do you think that that came from? And then there's always prayer. Okay. God will always reveal the, all the things you need to know, but um, having those tools and those skills to dismantle those things, to realize like a lot of that stuff isn't coming from you. You know what I mean? That's the thing is you feel like it's really you. And then people are confirming it, but there's a level of projection, right? If you are believing that about yourself and then people are confirming on the outside, you might actually be projecting those things. Whether they really belong to you or not is a whole nother Oprah show or whether they came from you directly, or whether it's in your bloodline, whatever the thing is, right? But you have to be able to unpack those things literally. Yeah. Um, and having the tools and the people and the skill sets to be able to do that is mad crucial, which is what this month is going to be about. How do we do that and continue to do it? Because we're not going to sit up here and be like, we could get off of this and have a fight immediately after this. I don't think so, but it'd be happening. Not so. today. I don't, want you, not today. I don't want you to think like this. Or so. immediately before right. this, getting ready for the podcast. It happens. It happens. But we have learned that it's okay. right? And to learn how to communicate, not just with ourselves, but communicate to each other. Because sometimes she just be, we literally could be saying the same thing two different ways, but she want to beat a dead horse. And I'd be like, bruh, we just you, said this. You have a horse. I have a horse too. I'm not saying I don't have a horse. <laughs> But I'm just saying that's a miscommunication that we have, right? It's, it's work to be able to communicate, to be like, bro, we're saying the same thing two different ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I come to the realization that we're saying the same thing a little bit faster than she does. Well, you're younger. Whatever. Let's just put it Oh, like now, now it's, I'm old. Okay? <laughs> now it's I'm old. At the end of the day, here's what we want you to know. Unpacking these family dynamics is really, really helpful for your intergenerational health, wellness, and you might need well-being. And um, you want to break unhealthy patterns. Like we could have kept, I could have kept like. I wasn't going to do it. Spiraling around, spiraling around. But like we said, thank God for the therapy that 
you know, let you go. You do realize that you're doing X, Y, Z, right? And you go, am I? And then hopefully then you start learning some tools to stop doing X, Y, Z and start doing something else that's going to have a more positive impact and change within your family. Um, you got to listen. You got to communicate. <laughs> listen, you got to be able to talk about it. And for most people, it's really hard to talk about deep issues like this kind of stuff and be able to admit where you made a mistake or admit where you might have done something wrong or all of that. It's a communication skill that is really hard for most people to get to by yourself. Now, there's a way that you can learn therapy. There's other ways that you can learn how to better communicate. And we're going to be talking about that more and more work on your work. over the weeks. But it's work. It's a personal skill. You know, it's work. And so um, I'm, some of us are just not as good as it, as, as good <laughs> at, at it. At it. Or really just don't know about it. As right? other people, or don't even know. Ignorance yeah, like, is bliss. I cannot, yeah, anyway. Conversations are important. How to have them are important. Yes. And you can learn how to have better and conversations. And I'm about to be on my, uh, Dr. Umar real quick. I find it suspicious, right? <laughs> that some of these things are um, intentional, right? Like some of this information is specifically kept from black and brown families, right? Um, to keep certain cycles of trauma in place, right? To keep cycle, yeah. perpetuating cycles, to keep us in survival mode, to keep us you know, economically struggling, or even if we we got the bag now, but our families are in shambles, even with the bag, right? So some of that is um, very so strategic, never learned how to right? I find it suspicious uh, that, that you know we haven't been investing. It's it's easy to to talk about going to get the bag. That's the easy part, but it's harder to be like, I don't know how to have a conversation with my spouse about this thing, or my, my kids child. are really wild yeah. and I really don't know how to help them. Like they really have not recovered from being in the house for two, three years and they, you know, suicidal ideations or whatever. They just not connecting with people like they used to. Like, these are all things people don't be talking about in the public, okay? But we're here now. Anyway, we hope that you're going to uh, continue the conversations. Listen, to I have to say for the rest it's worth it to do the work. Do the work, it's man. It's worth it. Do the work. we want to get to a place of generational wellness and we want to help you as much as we can. And it's hard, but I'm going to tell you what's harder. Dysfunction, okay? <laughs> Hello. craziness the work can be the it could be hard one way or the other homie but at least you want to be it, it's being hard if the road is hard you want it to be being towards progress and making sure that things are charting in a positive direction as opposed to just sitting in the stuff if you know what i mean so we hope that you will uh stay with us for the rest of the month we are going to continue to talk about tools for unpacking man understanding you better uh your family your friends your co-workers, your own low emotions, your own low heart, um, and how those things are impacting and influencing um, the people around you, your relationships, uh, your work, whatever the things are. I don't know what your things are. You know what your things are. But if you're interested, then you need to come on back, okay? And um, how you can start to work on these things, because you should not really... There's a there's a part of the work you should be doing by yourself, but there's some other things you're going to need to bring some people in, whether that's friends, yeah. family, co-workers, a professional psychologist, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to reach in our resource bag to, uh, to bring some folk on 
So yeah, hopefully we can have a guest this week. Yeah, we're gonna have some guests, to. okay? Because we if we y'all tired of listening to us. I hope we've been helpful, but we're gonna bring in some other voices. Um, so yeah, we're gonna keep on this train, man. Building self-awareness, uh, developing interpersonal relationship skills, okay. So across the board, I feel like you get a job with that if you know how to do that right. That's HR, really. Right Listen, you can get a job with that and you can lose a job with that. Big facts. People are on a job that don't have interpersonal skills. They always calling you in the HR for something. You know why? Because you don't know how to talk to people. But anyway, well. Also, we're going to be talking about healing um, personal traumas, et cetera, et cetera. We touched on ours today. Some of ours, emotional trauma. And um, the goal is simple, man. We want to all lead fulfilling lives. Okay, I'm not trying to be morbid, but if mm-hmm. today was the last day, you want to be on the bed figuring out like I gave it all I had. I gave, I did my best to figure out myself and this life and my loved ones, and I hope I'm leaving something positive behind. So we're gonna continue on these conversations. We're gonna continue to learn how to pack light. Ooh. Shout out to Badu, man. Shout out to Badu. Lauren Hill, all of our teachers. Anyway, you ain't gonna know what's going on if you ain't subscribed, though we say it every single episode. So are you subscribed to us here on a YouTube channel? Are you following us on IG? Um, are you following us on fan base? Have you liked us on Facebook, Facebook. the Face It Book for Career Generational Wellness? If you're listening to us on the auditory airway, maybe it's in the space, um, have you rate? Are you rating? Are you reviewing? Are you leaving us some stars or some letting the people know that this is worth the time investment? Okay, because we over here creating generational wellness. Okay, I don't know what y'all doing, but that's what we over here doing. We're trying. We're trying. We're trying. Anyway, y'all have a wonderful uh, evening, a fantastic weekend. Okay, and, enjoy uh, August. This is this is summer. Summer is some of y'all kids back at school, and I think that's sacrilege. They yeah. they would never try us before uh, Labor Day. Okay. Don't ask me to come to school before Labor Day. But God bless you and the babies. Be safe this school year, okay? Um, but for those of us who are still summer, enjoy that summer, okay? Responsibly and safely. Anyway, we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.